We still do seven NUFC Matters show a week for free. But if you want to help support NUFC Matters, then there are a few ways of doing it. Hit the like button on each live broadcast and video. This helps the channel grow. Hit the subscribe button and select the all notifications bell so you don't miss a single show. If you want to help us financially, then you can join the channel using this button with the membership starting at $1.99 a month. Or you can drop us a donation in the chat using a super sticker. We're also looking for sponsors. If you'd like your brand advertised on the flies for the show and featured during the ad break, then email john at nufcmatters.com to arrange today. Hush now, city kids. When it came to me after so long, I didn't have no choices. Choices in the streets where I was from. When I think about the pain, I didn't have no choices. Choices, I took what I had sworn. Hush now, city kids. Gather round for Robin Mets. Hush now, city Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. Jody's here, Jody's there with Stu, with Kev, with Al Waleed, with Mitch and George. Good evening, lads. Good evening, lads. It is live. Yes, people asking in the chat, is it live? Uh, sometimes we've got to pre-record. Not tonight, though. Uh, it is live. And uh, Stu, I'm going to come to you um, and get your views on the, uh, the, uh, the win at the weekend <laughs> against Burnley. You haven't had a chance to, to chat about that, have you? I, I get confused with all the shows that we do. I don't think you've had time to come on, have you? No, we covered it on uh, professionals on Sunday. But did you? Yeah, we did. Yes, you did. There we go then. Right, okay. So we'll move on. Uh, we don't need to do that with you. Thanks for keeping us right, Stu. It's, we're yeah. all over the shop at the minute with you working, me working. We kind of get the shows on time on the right days, etc. So uh, forgive us for forgetting. Um, Steve, Steve, why don't you ask him what's the best thing about being a Newcastle fan? What is the best thing about being a Newcastle fan, Stu, <laughs> at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you can remember that one. Can you bring in a wine, please? Um, <laughs> uh, right, okay. Well, we'll start with we'll start with the Champions League news. Then that that was going to be my next port of call, and, and I've just managed to catch up with Eddie Howe's press conference. Uh, uh, quite amusing one because the Champions League uh, press conferences. If you haven't watched it yet, uh, the, the journalists obviously are, uh, there's less journalists, less of the English journalists. Quite a few French in there, so there's a translator that you've got to cope with, and you've also got to cope with uh, the fact that once a, once a question is asked, the French interpreter has to ask the question. Then Eddie Howe gives the answer. Then the interpreter gives the answer in French. Fourteen minutes, um, which really condensed, worked out at about six minutes of of info from Eddie Howe about this game. The crux of it certainly was was interesting, though. Um, I think we all know now that um, Callum Wilson and Joe Linton, who we didn't expect either to have any chance of playing on Wednesday night. Um, we know Wilson probably won't make it, but he's close, which uh, you know gives us high hopes for at least West Ham at the weekend. Joe Linton, there's also going to be a late call on him. 
Tonali, a lot of people were making a big fuss about Tonali, uh, saying that he hadn't been training while well, he's been away to France. He's back, but there's no issues with Tonali. He's available for tomorrow. And Sven Botman is definitely out. So that's your injury update. Um, I gave it on a short uh, a little bit earlier on. Was there anything else of interest? Well, Eddie Howe talked a lot about the the crowd and how that that was you know you know was going to create a good atmosphere. Um, you know that obviously that that helps the team massively. And you know the home games away, you've got to win and you've got to get your you've got to get your points on the board. Uh, Craig Hope said you kept a straight face when you said you wanted Mbappe to play. Well, he's here, he's fit. How do you keep him quiet? Um, he said he wouldn't do a man-to-man marketing job on it tomorrow. Um, he said it's all about teamwork. He said you know we've got to win. Uh, win our battles and we've got to work well in the units. So, you know, that was really the message about Mbappe. We're not focused on one man, we're focused on the team. And, and yeah, again, very little, very little you could you could ask because of the situation that you found yourself in. There wasn't any great in-depth questions, but Lee Ryder said, you know, how satisfied were you with a win against Burnley? You know, it's your bread and butter, that kind of thing. And he went, yeah, he says, I think the focus of the players has been excellent, regardless of the opponent. Um, and uh, yeah, very happy with that as well. And uh, there was a question from uh, a French journalist at the end, um, basically saying that, you know, do you think you might get too carried away with the support you've got from your fans? Uh, because PSG love playing in sp- like lo- love playing in space um, and getting getting in behind you. Uh, do you think there's a risk of you getting carried away with the emotion of the occasion? And he just said, look, hopefully not. That's part of our challenge to deliver what we deliver. We have to be perfect in that respect. And going into this game, especially. Um, but he was delighted with the possession game that they had against Burnley. And if they do uh, the same kind of thing against PSG, then who knows? So that was it. It was as simple as that. So the big occasion is upon us, uh, Stu. Um, you know, how excited are you? Well, I'm kidding excited. I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, we talk about the injuries and stuff. I haven't had time to see the press conference because I, I just finished work a bit before quick shower than under here. So I'll watch it afterwards. But, you know, if everyone was fit, I still think he would have went with Isaac up front and then um, Wilson would have started on Sunday against West Ham. He's got a good scoring record against West Ham. Uh, and I think Isaac has got more chance of punishing Paris Saint-Germain's defence than what Wilson has from the styles that they both have. And ditto for Wilson against West Ham. So that today isn't too concerning. The, the fact that Isaac's going to start, because if that's what he said, then it's quite clear Isaac is starting, isn't it? So that, that to me, is a good thing. When you, Botman, was going to be out, we discussed, if you can remember, Steve, about the cells starting and playing on Sunday. Uh, and Joe Litton, yeah, he's going to be a miss, but the good thing is we're playing them this season, not last season. We do have stronger depth of squad, uh, and there, there's some real good talent there. And we, you see it all the time, people talk in bars, they speak to each other, social media groups, WhatsApp groups, etc. And everyone's saying this person should be given a chance, this person, you can only play 11. And we really need to be trusting nearly how we'll have the best 11. Uh, whilst I was out walking this morning before I went to work, I was listening to the lads last night on the, I uh, forget what it's called, is it? What are you doing? Fans Forum. Fans Forum, yeah, I was going to call it something else there, but... We're well, both having we're both having senior moments, mate. Don't worry I about know, it. I know. But what I I found oh, bewildering was yeah. that some people were prioritizing Sunday's game rather than tomorrow's game. You know, to me, Sunday's game is a league game, and the benefit of winning that means we, we can climb the table to get into the Champions League to mm-hmm. play games like tomorrow. 
you know, and, and that's that's what it's all about. We 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 have to play for the here and now. And each game you've got, you should be playing your best team. And I've got no doubt that Eddie Howe will pick his, his strongest team or the team he sees fit with the people he's got available to, to do a job tomorrow night. Uh, and, and I still think we will beat them tomorrow. Um, and this is going to be played on the global stage. It's not just the Champions League for Europe, as Mitch and me and Al Waleed will vouch. The Champions League's huge in the MENA region. Uh, and I know it's very popular in the Far East as well. It is a global game. Ours is the biggest of the night, and there'll be so many people tuning in to watch us make our home debut back in the chat. Well, not home debut, but our home return after 20 years. And we've seen the seller things. We've we've seen the snippets of what the flag displays are going to be like. You know, it's a huge, huge occasion, and there's so many fans who haven't seen this or can't remember it. You know, you've got to be at least I would say over 25, 26 to remember a Champions League game at St James Park. And tomorrow is the first of hopefully many. And uh, I think it was something that Ian said, you, you want to remember this game like you do the Barcelona game, like you do the Juventus game. Whether we win, lose or draw against West Ham on Sunday, we'll get opportunities to do that twice a season. We've got PSG at home tomorrow. One of the stellar names of the European leagues. Uh, but for me, they're not up there with the Real Madrid's, the Man City's, the Bayern Munich's, they're just the next echelon down. And I think that makes them beatable. And with our fans tomorrow, I think we'll go for it. And I can't wait. I really can't wait. Kev, it's the eve of the Champions League, returning to St James's Park. Uh, you remember those uh, heady days, you know, back in the 90s. And uh, I bumped into Keith Gillespie at the ground today. And uh, he can't wait for the for the game. He's not going to be at St James's, unfortunately. He was doing a bit of PR and media work uh, around the ground today for Sky. But... Um, Amazing uh, to, to think we're back in the Champions League at home. It's going to be some atmosphere, mate. I bet you're uh, I bet you're looking forward to catching it on the TV, but you'd rather be here, I think. Oh, absolutely, mate. And like I said last night, I was at the Milan game away 2-2. I was at the final game when we won 3-2. I was at the Barcelona when Keith Gillespie destroyed uh, Sergi down that right side for 90 minutes. And that was, uh, it was just, like Stu said, it's just memorable experiences. Um and so, like I said last night, it's basically go with an expectation to enjoy yourself. However, be that twelfth man, get the team, let the team do what they do, and you do your job as a fan base. Because um, I'm sure, and I thought about it after the show last night. Luis Enrique was a part of that three-two uh, team when we beat them three-two. I'm sure he was, or very young uh, Luis Enrique. Where I think he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder about that night so you can see his team talk what he what he expects what he knows is going to be coming from Newcastle United so yeah I mean like like you said it's like a kid at Christmas you just can't wait for it to happen again and for those that are going you know there's a bit of envy that you want to be there and stand and like literally lose your voice singing and doing whatever you can just to get the lads across the line so again I'm expecting a hopeful positive performance because I think we can play on the front foot against them Obviously, there's a tactical nature where you can't leave space. You can't do all of that sort of stuff. But at the same time, you know, just go for it. You know, like Mitch has always said, we've got nothing to lose. Just go and have a good time playing a game of football. And whatever happens, happens. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. Whatever will be, will be. Al Walid, exciting times for, for Newcastle fans, having the Champions League music, uh, playing at St James's Park and seeing... 
undoubtedly one of the world's best players on the pitch in Mbappe. Uh, we dreamed about this, Steve, uh, uh, a long time ago. We were always talking about this. And for me, I, I can't believe that we achieved this level, this moment. Uh, it's really, any. Uh, it's it's really touching how how uh, we reach this uh, moment now, and uh, I'm very excited. Looking for uh, the game. I wish I'm in Newcastle at the moment, uh, and I, I expect Newcastle will do a lot uh, tomorrow. Uh, Champions League is its major trophy, uh, and for me, is I think and for for a lot of uh, fans. It's, uh, it's it's just right after the World Cup for national teams. It's really important uh, champion, and uh, I think tomorrow uh, the whole uh, world will clap for for Newcastle. Hopefully, yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, big big night, Mitch. Um, again, you you won't be there tomorrow, but I know you'll be there in spirit. It's uh, it's great, isn't it? It's 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 the reward for last season. Yeah, and, and, and like Stu says, the, the 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 interest in the Champions League in this region is such that um, for all, last week we didn't have a massive turnout uh, with the lads and lasses at the Dubai Mags. It looks like tomorrow night we could have quite a few. I think the first home game has whetted a lot of appetites and got a lot of people more interested and got everybody up for it. Um, and I, it's it's exciting in lots of different ways. And uh, it's an opportunity for us to um, really put on a show on and off the pitch if we can. And like Stu said, this we this isn't us last season playing. This is us this season. This is also not the PSG of late. They're, they're a team in transition. They're a team that's had a little bit of upset on and off the pitch. Um, they're not in great form. And they're there to be got at. And and like I've said repeatedly, I'm damn sure every every team in pots one, two, and three will look at pot four. And in the back of their mind was not them, don't want to draw them, don't want to go there in a the midweek. Um it's not it, it, I find an interesting French journalist asking questions about the, the, the crowd and the atmosphere and it, making it more difficult for us. Um that's a little bit of reflection, I think. I suspect that it's a it's a crowd and a cauldron that they don't want to walk out in. And I think let's let's give them a taste of it and see where we'll go. We've got a, we've got a good record in championships against French teams, and we've got absolutely no out of fear. George, yes, we know yes. you're not going. You, you, you're a man of your word. You've decided to, uh, to stick to an arrangement. And I, I know you'll be there in spirit, like Mitch. Though, well, how important is this game in, in our season? Oh, it's colossal in every sense. Not just the season, but in terms of Newcastle United and the fans and the city and the owners. This this is a, a game that will Al has got it right. This is this is put, puts Newcastle United on the world stage, not just on the European stage, on the world stage. And I think that's very, very important indeed. Um, yeah, as, as to why I'm not going, well, over 12 months ago, somebody asked me to do them a favour and I'm not going to turn turn that down just simply because I, I want to go to a football match. Uh, that's not my style. Um, but anyway, um, I think 
the word that you've all used uh, quite a lot of is team. And the one thing we are is a team. The one thing they aren't, in my view, is a team. They're a collection of individuals who now and again can turn it on to get a result. But they, they don't play like a team in the way that we do. And that's massively in our favour, as is the uh, um, the fans' interaction with, with the team and, and what will happen. Um, no, it, it's, uh, it's a huge game for, for everybody. Um, and uh, like I said last night, I'd, I'd go back to the Fairs Cup when uh, all the national journalists were decrying me because we'd sneak in the back door and how we would get hammered and made, made fools of. And, and I'm, I'm led to believe the manager used all of that in the dressing room and said, well, look, these, this lot think, <laughs> yeah, hopeless. And they just went for it and enjoyed it. Well, I hope this lot does that as well because they've got the ability to enjoy it, this, this uh, group of players with this manager that's brought them on. Who would have guessed that two years on after Bruce Ball that Lascelles and Dummett could play centre-back in the way they did the other night, uh, the other day? It, it, it beggars belief that they're the same players. And uh, I, I just think the fact that the depth of the squad, all the things that we, we've, we, we know that they can do, uh, is enough to see us through. And I think towards the end of the game is when we are be our strongest because the French league's not as intense as the as the Premiership, and I reckon in the last twenty minutes they'll be blown through their ears, and would have a chance to get at them because because they won't be they won't be conditioned the way our lads are. So I'm looking forward to a, a two 0 win. I think I said last night, and I'm sticking by that. And uh, yeah, great memories for everybody. But the word is everybody said. Enjoy it for goodness sake, enjoy it. Um, we hope it comes back another time, well, even next year, but enjoy it while it's here and, and, and make sure it works. The display last night with the drones, well, I was able to see quite a lot of it from my upstairs bedroom. It was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So, so well done, seller, for what they did. It, uh, it was remarkable, absolutely. So, yes, looking forward to it. Really, really expecting something special from them. And uh, I'm sure it will be. I've, I've no doubt it will be. Okay. Um, Gary Milligan, George, says, I, I asked this question yesterday, I think, but I'll ask it again. Would you man Mark Mbappé? Now, Eddie House come out today no. and said he wouldn't. No. So, no, 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 you wouldn't? No. No. I think you're a hostage to fortune if you're, if you're man Mark and he makes the fool of the man Mark very early <coughs> on. You're far better playing the game that we normally play, where if uh, if he has a go against one of our fullbacks, uh, you have uh, whoever's on the field, if it was Joe Linton or whether it was uh, um, any of the other lads backing up uh, Anderson or, uh, you know, coming in afterwards. We've got the ability to cover each other and use, use how play how we normally play. Don't, absolutely right, don't play the game for one man. Um, he can be great. But he could also be bloody awful. You know, he goes in the hoof. Um, you don't get anything out of him. Always dangerous, so you've got to watch him. But not not man mark him. I think that's a waste of a defender. Okay, would you agree, Mitch? Yeah, you, you worry about your own game. You don't worry about the opposition's game. You worry about what you're gonna what, what you're gonna let them worry about. The other alternative is just kick him up the arse and see if he likes it. <laughs> Because I bet he doesn't lay one on him. He's such a bloody prima donna. Um, 
Uh, I, I think that the Jack Charlton school of defending would uh, would be my preferential route. But uh, in all serious worrying and worrying about an opposition player so much, your man Markham, um, it takes a great degree of skill to mark somebody like that out of the game altogether. And you're going to accept that if he is a top-class player on form, he's going to create chances and he's going to create stuff on his own, whether you've got somebody man-marking him or not. Um, if the, the the last fantastic man-marking display I remember was Aaron Hughes taking out uh, Totty yeah. in two games against Roma but Totti still scored the winning goal that was the difference between the two teams over the two legs and and you could argue we were so worried about snuffing him out we didn't create any chances of our own so I think that's the the danger you run when you, you single somebody out with a man marking like that um, I think Eddie I'm quite sure Eddie will have a plan for it um, but I think we're the home team it's our, our house you come and play our game and see how they like it. Okay, Alwaleed, are you going to book the trend? Are you going to say we should mark Mbappe or would would you agree with George and Mitch? We should we shouldn't. Um, I would like to have a mix between zone defense and mark the player. Uh, I think uh, Trebier can stop Mbappe for one half, first half, but not the whole game. So a bit of mix, uh, mix of uh, zone defense and marking the player because uh, Mbappe now he have all the pressure after Neymar and Messi left. So uh, I think he's like 50% of the power of Paris Saint-Germain. Okay, Kev, if you were uh, picking the team here and going for the tactics, would you go man-to-man, man-marking uh, man, uh, man him? No, I wouldn't. Um... I would let him get the ball at his feet, but then I would have instant pressure on his first touch. Then I would double up on him. Um, whoever's around him at the time and carry on what Mitch said, just get stuck into him early because I don't think you'll fancy it on a wet Wednesday night at St. James's Park. Um, but I think uh, Mbappe would want to be man-marked because I think he could just, I mean, on his day, he could destroy anybody. So I think there's a bit of mind games going on, a bit of psychology from Eddie Howe. Are we going to do this? Are we going to do that? But in my opinion, I wouldn't mind marking because he could have an absolute worldie and that's it. That's game over. Good night. So, um, yeah, I would just double up on him. Uh, whoever's around him, um, just, you know, little kicks at the ankles here, little stand on the foot here, little pull on the shirts here and just, just a frustrate. And that's what you got to do against world-class players, regardless who they are, because they don't like it. Because I've never experienced that before. Well, I have, but in terms of how we can do it, I think we'll uh, maybe just get one over him and he can just spit his dummy out and throw a tantrum in the middle of the park and all the rest of it. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind marking him. I think, again, like George said, it's a waste of a player. Um, and just keep our shape and, again, double up. Clean uh, clean sweep then, Stu. I presume you'd agree. Yeah, I mean, let's... let's... Let's not get away from it. He is on his day a world class player, but is he world class going to consistently do? No. So our job as a team is to nullify him. He will create chances, and if we, we, I don't think we have to. We have to be realistic. We're not going to stop all the chances he'll create, but we can at least limit them. 
Um, just the same as we do every Premier League game. Every Premier League team has star attractions, maybe not to the level of Mbappe, but you know, to man Mark, the only thing we should be marking is what Kev says is his ankles. Yeah, get him a little clip early on, see how he fancies it. And maybe he will throw the towel in, or maybe it might motivate him to go to greater things, then he just do it again. But the, 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 my take on it, Steve, is that in the Premier League, we play a high-class opposition nearly every week. I know there's, there's some in that league who really aren't obviously... Uh, is that the plumber, George? Yeah, that's all right, Steve. As long as you don't have a ghost coming down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> right, so uh, we play top quality uh, opposition most in the Premier League. I don't think the same could be said of PSG in the French League. You know, you talk about man marking them. Will they be man marking Gordon or Isaac? Uh, probably not. So maybe he's at the end of the game. They hope they they'll be wishing that they should man mark some of our star players as Bruno pulls the strings and, and we go on to win. But that's just my positive outlook. I, uh, I think. We can put too much attention on one player and forget the other 10 because they have to be of a decent standard to get picked for them. But that doesn't mean 10 or 11 good players are as good as one good team. And we know football is a team game, not an individual game. And I think we've proved time and time again, these lads will link arms and they, and they will go forward as a team. And they don't know when they beat in the majority of games. And I think it was George alluded to earlier that the later the game goes, our fitness levels should be higher than theirs. Uh, and that that's that could be critical, even if we're behind. If the crowd stays with them, it, it could be more than enough to get us back in. So if you're saying that we are behind and we, and we draw level, imagine the response in the crowd there when we're in the ascendancy 10, 15 minutes to go. I think we'd wipe the floor of them. They would actually shit their pants. Okay, uh, halfway through the show, time for the ads. Don't forget to get uh, your questions in by George. I've got a couple. Anybody else wants to ask one, we'll do it after the break. A big thanks to all our sponsors. Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 2545 253. Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website Easy contract, free and pay as you go, waste collection. A big thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sources, Handmade in Cumbria. You can order yours today by emailing info at mrvickies.co.uk or telephoning 01768 or go to the website mrvickies.co.uk. A big thanks as well to United Group Travel. They are a UK coach holiday firm based in Morpeth. Uh, for just £30 deposit, you can book a trip uh, across the UK. Uh, there are no strangers on their buses, just friends you haven't met yet. They're taking bookings now for 2024 tours, and you can call them on 01670-632-460 or mobile 0791-666-4174 or 07957-141654. Big thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. And a big thanks as well to New Workwear. Uh, you can find them at newworkwear.com. Please subscribe to the channel. All you need to do is hit the subscribe button. It's free. Hit the thumb up under the video to like the video and click share to share to your other social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast providers. If you want to help the channel financially, why not take out a one-off £25 membership? What do you get for your money? You get a scarf, you get a pen, you get a membership card and a cup and you get entry into the monthly draw. 
How do you do it? Go to nufcmatters.com. If you've got a smartphone, put your smartphone over this QR code and it will take you straight there. We also support the food bank on this channel. How do we do it? We do it virtually. nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk is the website. If you want to make a virtual donation a day, go to that website and you can top up what they collect at the food bank outside the ground. We always advertise events on this channel as well. If you've got an event to advertise which has got a Newcastle United theme, please let us know. And evening with Frank Clark and John Gibson takes place at the Irish Centre. Tickets are £15. NUFCmatters.com for your tickets. The Time Theatre and Opera House are holding an event with Keegan, Beardsley and Waddle, the class of 84, 25th of January, 2024. And you can book now, 0844 249 1000. That's 0844 249 1000. If you go to nufcmatters.com as well, we've got a couple of raffles ongoing. The Alan Shearer signed ball raffle, a pound a ticket. And the Kieran Trippier picture, a pound a ticket for that as well. And once the tickets are sold, the draw will be done. We've also got some T-shirts, which you can buy. The latest one, the latest hot seller, is this one. Geordie's on tour. I've never seen a Macam in Milan T-shirt with all of our Champions League fixtures on the back. Get yourself to nufcmatters.com. Buy one today. And don't forget the Northeast Brecky Show, 7 to 9, Monday to Friday on tuneradio.co.uk. You can also get us on Dab Radio, Smart Speakers, App and Online. Yeah, just a couple of pictures as well. I'm sure you've seen them on social media, but some of you may not have that. Uh, just a couple of the drone pics. There's the one of uh, Trippier, uh, the Trippier shirt. And uh, there's the one of the Newcastle United badge. They did do it again last night. And a uh, few people saying, why can't they do it tomorrow? Well, they, the license for the drones only lasts until three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So uh, we've got, uh, we got a couple of displays, which was fantastic. And uh, well done to Salah for doing that. Uh, created a bit of a buzz anyway. Okay, time ask George. Okay, Ask George, we've uh, got a few questions that have come in. Tom Dixon said, uh, Ask George, did you ever sing on the karaoke, George, and what was your favourite song? <laughs> yes, in Bladen Races. <laughs> yes, in Bladen Races. Uh, David Cook says, Ask George, were you working in Naval Architecture Department 1980 to 1983? My best pal did that course at that time. Uh, yes, I was. I was there from... My, I stepped, first stepped in the Armstrong Building at the University in 1957. There we go. And Chipper says, ask George, sausage roll or corned beef pie? Ooh, that's a hard one. Uh, corned beef pie, especially if it was made by my mother or my, or my wife. <laughs> and ask George, what is the one main difference between the modern game and yesteryear's game? Says Blue Rhythm Boy. Great question. Oh, uh, the biggest difference for me is the players now are athletes. They're not just footballers. They're athletes. In days gone by, I always credit the man that introduced me to that was our very own Jackie Milburn. Jackie Milburn was a, a sprinter and trained with the professional sprinters. And so he brought training into St. James's Park that his mates had never seen. You have a look at the old um, cup final pictures in the dressing room. The only person that's got his shirt off and got a six-pack is Jackie Milburn. All the others have got their shirts on because you're not sure what they're going to see underneath there. Um, no, seriously. And, and he, he for me, epitomised what happened to football. He, he turned himself into an athlete and, as a result, became what he, what he was. And it's 
got even more and more like that. I mean, now now that we're into sports science and all that sort of thing. So the, the biggest thing for me is that the players now, if they're doing their job properly, they're athletes. They're not just football players, and that's a huge difference. And so the game's quicker. There's there's, there's a lot lots of more intensity, and um, and I would suggest that uh, you know that the stamina's better and all the rest of it. But I mean, there's lots of other things that annoy me greatly in, in the modern game. And one of them is this business about having to jump with for it to head and have your arms in the air. What tripe? What utter tripe? Just an excuse for the shearers of this world to break a few noses. Classic. Okay, uh, that is us, George, for tonight. Uh, thanks for your questions. Okay, I missed this question last week on the professionals. Um, the, the professional show, I didn't even know I'd done. Uh, question for the professionals show. Eddie Howe has said a couple of times this season in post-match interviews, press conferences, that he thinks we lack a bit of belief against top opposition. Do you think this is the case? And why do you think, uh, given Eddie doesn't say too much publicly, that he's choosing to speak out publicly about it? Cheers in advance. If you do answer it, absolutely love the shows. Okay. Great stuff, Stu. Uh, that's a good question. Um, and, you know, I think it deserves a bigger panel anyway, that question. Um, just to just to give you a, a reminder. But, I mean, he says we lack a bit of belief against top opposition. That's something that's only going to come with, with winning those kind of games, isn't it? And we've, we've just beaten Manchester City in the Carabao Cup. Maybe it'll turn. Yeah, well, it's 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 not just winning them; it's playing in them. The more you play in them, the more you realise that you're up to that level. And this is how I believe they'll approach tomorrow. In fairness, they've earned the right over a full season to play in the Champions League. Just go out and play. You know, they've they've proven themselves to be one of the best teams in the in the land, which by proxy makes them one of the best teams in Europe. And if it is a belief factor. Uh, I think the the confidence is high on, on a roll, and it just needs one big game, one big result. And if that comes tomorrow, that really could cement us enough to do a job over Dortmund home and away, and see off AC Milan at home. And then, you know, we, we can even afford to lose away to PSG if necessary. If tomorrow could be crucial, if we win that tomorrow, then I think you've got the other side of the coin to the question. Would that create too much expectancy where the belief is too high? You know, so it, it, it's up to the, the coaches and the players. But I think we answered this uh, a couple of weeks back in a different way to a different question, obviously. But the the players that we've signed have signed for this reason, to play in the Champions League. They all bought into the project. They all bought into how it was going to be done and the togetherness. And they're there now. You know, so really it's just their time to shine and they shouldn't go out there in fear of any team. If they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the likes of Liverpool and Man City, they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the likes of PSG and uh, Milan. So it, it is a very good question. And if the belief is there, if, sorry, if the belief isn't there, it should be. And I think it would be quite easy just to show some highlights of some of the what they've achieved over the last 18 months or two years. And say, this is why you're here now. This is why you're going on that pitch today. Go out and create another highlight reel in this one game. And and I really think they will. Okay. What's your, what's your view on that question, Kev? It's a, it is an interesting one. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, 
lacking up, lacking, lacking belief against top teams. I mean, I felt that. I've got to be honest. I felt that in the cup final. I know Eddie House didn't didn't feel that in the cup final, but I I felt once we went a goal down, we didn't believe we could get back into it. I think it's a, a learning curve. Um, obviously, playing against Man United in a cup final was again the first one for however many years. Um, obviously, I think the occasion maybe got them going down 1-0 at Wembley. Then you've got to get yourself back into the game. Then you have to become more expansive. And that leaves yourself a little bit more open. Um, but I, I think it's, you know, execution from what the coaching staff want. Um, we've moved on another level. Last year was, OK, we'll get it down. We'll play on the front foot. We'll attack. We'll play nice fo- uh, ticky-tacker football on the top of the 18-yard box and score wonderful goals left and right and win majority of games. This year is a little different. Everybody's not, I wouldn't say, found us out or we've been found out, but it's a more complex thing than that in terms of tactically of what other teams are doing to us. And again, down to the coaching staff and confidence of what they're, they're telling players is to execute that that plan and what's been put in place for them. Um, and I think it's getting there. This is in terms of gelling. Some injuries haven't helped in terms of the long staff who we've said is like the glue within the midfield. And doing those hard yards, breaking play up, Joe Linton's injury hasn't helped. You know, and being that physical force in, in, in the central areas to, again, break the play up, to move forward, then we can play football. Defensively, we're, we're solid with Sam. We've got one of the best re- defensive records in the Premier League. We've scored the most goals. So, again, it's not a, a, um, a fear factor or playing against the top teams. It's just learning, again, how to find a way to win and finding a way to, to uh, execute the plan. Yeah, Al-Walid, do you think we struggle against the top teams? Do you think there's a, a, a lack of self-belief, Al-Walid? Uh, well, we are, we are, Stephen, we are improving every day. And now we are living a great, uh, great moment for Newcastle. Uh, I think the, they prove uh, 12 of us in, uh, in, San, in San Siro uh, against Milan. And if, for me, as I am always, and you're most of the time optimistic, I wasn't on Milan game, but they proved me wrong. So I believe I believe we could uh, win tomorrow, and tomorrow is going to be a game changer for us in Champions League. Mitch? Um... I think Eddie Howe's got a very interesting way of words sometimes, and he do, I don't think he misspeaks often. So when he's saying he's talking about confidence, um, I'd be interested to see where he's going with that within the dressing room. Mm. That, that, is that his way of getting the message across to the players about something they've already discussed? And so... Um, I, I get the like I say I get the dis- distinct impression he doesn't make many slips of the tongue. No, everything's mentioned very reasoned and uh, specific ways. Um, maybe it's a, just a G up to the players that need a cuddle, because uh, some do need a cuddle and some need a kick, and maybe that's his way of getting the message across to 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 those that need to be treated in a more softly, softly way that, you know, you should have all the confidence in the world playing in front of your home crowd at St. James's Park. Um, but it's, it's, it's a very, 
I've I've seen those words and and it was a I think I see also that question when it come up on Twitter as well. Um and I've thought about you know and, and I can't give a really straightforward answer to it. Um but like I say it's to suspect we're probably only seeing fifty percent of the conversation. Yeah. Okay, um, George just uh, disappeared, so he's obviously sorting the plumber out. Um, paying him, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I saw your laugh, Stu. I saw your laugh, and that's why I'm paying you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tom, this is interesting. He goes, Everyone, uh, even everyone, concerned, worried. Why? Uh, it is what it is. Enjoy the yeah. occasion when you're Castle United and we fear no one. Tom. I agree 100%. It's the message I've been trying to put across on this podcast for the last week. Um, but unfortunately, I, I think, Stu, that some people just find it impossible to enjoy. They've got to complain. And on the Northeast East show this morning, I was going on about the criticism of Dan Byrne. You know, like, uh, people just have to have a scapegoat. They have to have somebody that they're having a pop-ass. It was Nick Pope a few weeks ago. Oh, he kind of catch cold. Bring Dubravka in. Carrier should be playing. Pope's useless, can't do this. You know, he's the only Pope that can't deal with a cross. You know, all of this kind of stuff. It was Longstaff before that. Longstaff's garbage. Shouldn't be anywhere near the team. He's slow. He does 10 kilometres every game. He's the glue that holds the midfield together. Bruno's playing better since Sean Longstaff got in the team. Gordon, we're signing him. What a waste of money. Shouldn't have bought him. Absolute garbage. Now he's the player of the season so far. I could go on. Almiron, if the doors open at the end of the at the end of the ground, he'd run through it. He's useless. There's no end product. He then finishes as one of our top scorers last season. Just enjoy it, man. Stop picking apart some of these players because at the moment that you know they're pulling they're pulling up tree stumps for for the club. And I think Tom's got a point. That's what I'm trying to say, Stu. Well, no, you said it very well, and I, I think Tom's bang on as well. Some people aren't happy unless they're unhappy. Uh, and unfortunately or sadly that's a reflection on society they don't like to see people doing well and they're more focused on what other people are doing than actually trying to make their own lives better and you know it's, it's, it's a scapegoat is a bad thing we're all entitled to opinions about players uh, and I think we've all been guilty of it that player could have done better but I don't think anyone goes onto the pitch and says oh, I'm not going to have a good game today you know, for, for whatever reason, we've all played football at different or various levels. You know, so you, you know you, 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 you will try your best and sometimes you get games that doesn't come off. But these are elite footballers. They are at the top of the game. And, you know, I think we've, I know we've mentioned this before, in the 40-plus years I've been watching the United, last season was comfortably in the top five. You know, what have we really got the board about? And we know that the top five over the next 10 years will probably is to come, if that makes sense of what I'm saying. You know, the, the good times are now, uh, the better times are ahead. And if you can't enjoy that, then go and support Sunderland, where you, you've got something to moan about every week. You, you've got something that's you can be in the shadow of your, of your illustrious neighbour. They're playing a champions, championship game tomorrow. We're playing... Champions League, we have in class international players. We have players now being linked with the very best teams on the planet. Uh, and long may that continue. Let them want to buy Bruno. Let them want to buy Isaac. Let them want to buy Botman. It shows that we have the highest quality players. Otherwise, they wouldn't be interested. 
you don't see the like Barcelona trying to sign Burnley's right back or anything like that. Our players will get linked with them, and if people want to moan and say that players is, is not good enough, that let them get on. Sometimes it's best just to ignore them. In all, in all honesty, you know we we are really really at on the crest of a wave, and this wave is just going to keep growing and growing and growing, and we should just be enjoying the ride. And Tom's bang on uh, about the occasion. Everyone should go and enjoy the occasion. And as I just touched on before. Uh, let the players play the game and not the occasion, and uh, and I think we'll have a positive result from it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, some people just like the twist on twenty-one, Kev. I guess. Exactly. Now, when I was in the stadium years ago with my dad, he was what well, my dad was one of the worst ones. He'd always complain about Shul. Everybody's got an opinion about somebody. There's always going to be. Yes, we'll all have bad days when, like Stu said, uh, different levels of play. What we've, whatever, kicking the ball around on Sunday morning. There's always somebody on the sideline going to have a. Bit of a complaint, and oh well, you didn't do very well today. You know, whatever. There's always gonna, that's always gonna happen. You can't please everyone, but at the same time, you know, we are where we are through hard work and through desire and everything like that, and and that's the where we come from. That's what we should expect every week. Yes, but I think we have to galvanize as a fan group, pull together as a fan group versus you know belittle and yeah. Burn didn't have a very good ten minutes on Saturday, but Shop turned that round and he played quite he played pretty well. Pope's turned his season around, like Stevie reeled them all off. You know, there's always like it's unfortunate that they're going to have a scapegoat, but that's just the nature of football. Um, but again, there's this mindset what's set in over the past period of time that it takes a lot of people to get out of, um, and we all were there at some point. Um, but now from the last 18 months it's some of the best football i've ever seen newcastle united play and you know so what what is there to complain about we're winning games we're working hard we're trying it's not exactly we're sitting there and just hopefully get a 1-1 or a, a you know scruffy 1-0 somewhere and trying to survive we're trying to actually go somewhere and um i'm one of those who jump on the bandwagon and get let's go to the highest possible place we can and i think everybody who supports newcastle united has to do the same thing um you know, pretty much, you know, what Tom said in his, in, on the bottom there was a pretty much a rally cry to every Newcastle United fan. Um, so yeah. just, you know, enjoy it. You know, I say to a lot of players, strap yourselves in and enjoy the ride because you're going to play some good football. Enjoy the ride. You know, we can't be too down. We can't be too high. We can't be too low. It's called the inverted U theory um, in terms of performance. And you have to have that as a fan. We've got to be level-headed. We've got to be balanced. We've got to ex expect potential loss we've got to go and slap a team five or eight whatever but you've got to we've just got to be level-headed balanced across every performance what you see yes have your opinion but then move on you know there's always the next game around the corner that we can get get behind and enjoy Alvalid what's your what's your thoughts a lot of people um just seem to like complaining um but really the message I've tried to say this week is just enjoy it. Enjoy being in the Champions League and enjoy the home games. Um, I'm not really sure, you know, what they're complaining for. Uh, uh, if they're saying that we go to uh, to qualify for the Champions League early, uh, this is not correct because you you never can guarantee playing in the Champions League. Uh, just uh, I like when Eddie Howe says once in conference. Uh, Rome, he said something about uh, 
next game is the important game. Uh, I know this is not just diplomatic. I think this is the real thing. So, uh, uh, no, 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 nobody know where we're gonna reach. Uh, hopefully, I believe I believe Karabakh Cup. We could go to final same last year, and hopefully, we'll win it this time, and we could qualify on the uh, hardest group. And if not, no problem. We come back again later with better with better players. So it's it's really exciting times, and I'm. I'm not worried because we are getting better. This is the most important thing for Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Mitch? Opinions really are like arseholes, aren't they? Mm. And you don't really need to hear from everyone. But <laughs> um, let everybody ask themselves this. What are PSG bringing tomorrow night that any other team that came to St. James's Park brought last season different we feared no one at St James's Park last season we went toe to toe with everyone at St James's Park last season we're a year more experienced we've got a better depth of squad and they're coming at our place and they're the arseholes that should be touching not ours <laughs> Lewis Enrique said tonight, he's vocalised what everybody was thinking, but nobody dared say, apparently. We were the team in pot four no one wanted. Tomorrow's an opportunity to show exactly why. And I can't wait. George? All yeah. these neg negative Nellies. I mean, we should, look, Alan, Alan's, I think Alan's, well, like, I think Alan's in well, the chat tonight. He's getting a bit of stick off people. Um, well, it's I was going to say when Stu said about people saying think about West Ham and, and not not the game tomorrow night, and um, that was all Alan really. He started that off, and then when he's prediction at the end, he said we were going to get beat four one, three one, three one, three one. Uh, yeah, and and nearly sick me egg and chips on my keyboard. Dear me, <laughs> <laughs> it was so it's such a shock. Um, I'm not saying you haven't got to be realistic. You have. But realistic for us is play our game and have a go. Uh, and if we do that, we'll get something out of it. That, that's that's what I'm looking for. Um, there's there's so many positives in, in this, not least the the the, um, the impact of the of the crowd St James's and 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 it's the enclosed atmosphere and the crowd and and war flags and all that's going to be playing a big big part of tomorrow night and. Uh, uh, enjoys the word people have been using, and I think you're absolutely right, Steve. Just go out and enjoy it. The players, fans, go and enjoy it as well, and 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 make it a memory. You know, I go on and for all the matches to make your match day an occasion, not just a football match. Make it an occasion. Well, if there's never a night to be an occasion, surely it's tomorrow night. So go on, go on. You know, try your socks, do everything, and cheer the lads home. Because I, uh, I I think will surprise them. They they won't they won't enjoy what's what's coming tomorrow, tomorrow night entirely. And uh, I, my, as I said earlier when we talked about it, I reckon the last twenty minutes or so they're going to be blown out their ear, ear holes, and that's a chance when we'll get the get a chance to get them. And uh, I'm sure that's what the lads will do. And 
if Sean Long starts running his legs off like he has been in any other man, and Bruno gets into his into his rhythm like he did against Burnley, he controlled them. That's doesn't matter who you're playing against. When you've got players like that in the team, they're going to do damage. And uh, I'm looking forward to them doing damage against uh, PSG tomorrow night. Yeah, me too. Uh, Alan did ask a question in the chat as well. The answer is Pope. He says Pope's got 63 clean sheets in 185 games. Pickford, 61 and 255. Who's the better keeper? Um, definitely Pope, mate. So there you go. Uh, I hope that's I hope that's kept you happy tonight. Um, okay, I do want to push the uh, the curry um uh, week at Raval as well. I've been pushing it all week. Uh, but don't forget you've got a chance still to book uh Ravaluk.com. Uh, order a curry. Um, tomorrow you get 20% off if you mention NUFC Matters 2023. Uh, got a chance as well to win a signed Alan Shearer ball. Um, you get a free raffle ticket if you go tomorrow. And um, it's opening up at 3 o'clock. Supermac and Gibbo are going to be there from 4. Uh, they're going to be doing a talk from 4 to 5. Uh, that is free of charge. So you've just got to buy your curry. And everyone who buys a tikka masala, um, well, they will be donating the equivalent of the tikka masala uh, cost. Uh, to Feeding Families, which is a charity in Gateshead, uh, which uh, does what it says on the tin, it feeds families. And uh, just to finish up on the uh, the curry week, Tim said, uh, topical with your curry night, what is the panel's personal choice of curry? I'm guessing stew is a vindaloo type. Stew? Well, this probably the hardest question I've ever been asked on this show. Uh, <laughs> and not for the reasons you think. I'm not a fan of Indians. Um, if I do, I'm to see that my, my diet is more like that of what you prepare for an eight year old's birthday party where your pizzas, your hot dogs, your sausage rolls, your burgers, etc. Um, but definitely the pizzas, I'm not one for these. I just think if you've got a flavor food that much, there's something wrong with the meat. But if I, <laughs> if, if I do have taken to an Indian restaurant and whether it's for work or in company, and I've Obliged to order something. Uh, when I lived in Tenerife, there was a Indian restaurant there called Rani's, and they got to know me quite well, obviously, because when they give us a menu, I give them it back, and I said, "This is what I want. Can you do it?" And it would be uh, tandoori prawns with no vegetables, just on the seasonal plate, just the tandoori prawns, and then chicken tikka starters with just the chicken tikka. Sometimes they put cheese on it for us. Then the great red cabbage for us, which I'd put vinegar on, and then have a kima naan bread with no onions. So that's the only thing I'll eat in Indian. So that's why it was a difficult question. Wow, that was an in-depth answer, though. Um, that, that was why curry was invented, uh, Stu, says Andy. Um, yeah. and, and Tom Dixon says his favourite is a hot and spicy vindaloo, loads of chilies and jalapenos in. Damn me, I wouldn't be following you to the toilet, Tom. Uh, chicken madras, mushroom pilau uh, for me with um, uh, a peshwari naan. That's mine. Kev? Well, um, since I moved here, we don't get many over here, to be honest. They're, they're quite rare. So, I'd, well, not a big Indian fan like Stu, to be honest. So, um, mine's more of a Thai curry, any Thai curry. I will have a lot of them over here. So, I'll, I'll go down that road. Um, so, whatever Thai curry it is, red, green, whatever. Whatever's put in front of me in a Thai restaurant, I'll eat it. Um, I'm a bit of a foodie in that respect. Um, right. uh, so, yeah. Okay, I'll lead. Uh, well, uh, and to be honest, I just thought uh, curry is one kind. Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, really? I'm not uh, kidding. 
<laughs> uh, Mitch. Right, out here, what you struggle to find are British style curries. You get more Indian style curries out here. So it's quite a different mix of, of flavours. Uh, for me, usually something like a, a, a chicken achari with a mushroom board side on the side and uh, just a plain naan. Right, okay. And George? Uh, chicken tikka masala um, would be my choice straight away. And uh, some tandoori prawns, prawns to start with, um, but that that would that would suit me fine. Yeah, that would be great. No bother. Great um, stuff. Excellent. Okay. Well, I are Tim. You never know what the bias when you take us out for a meal. Um, okay. Uh, before we get the lads' predictions, uh, I have been speaking to a few of the ex pros. Got a couple of videos sent in, um, and we're going to play them now, and uh, I'll stick them on YouTube uh, later on. But uh, one from the first Brazilian uh, to play at football. Newcastle United and in England. Hi, my dear. This is Mirandinha here from Brazil. I, I'd like to send this video for all the lads from Newcastle. I hope today Newcastle United have a very good game against PSG. I will be here in Brazil with my fingers crossed for our Newcastle United to have a, a very good result. I hope all the lads give 100% in the game and we finish the game with a very good result. I miss you so much, Newcastle. I love the, the people there and the club as well. How are the lads? Good lad, Mira. Thank you very much. And uh, one of the familiar faces on this channel. Uh, we don't get him on as much these days, but uh, he always watches. It's Lee Clark. Hello, everyone. Lee Clark, yeah, I hope you're well. My um, prediction for the Champions League fixture at St. James's against Paris Saint-Germain. Obviously, very exciting. First time to see them at St. James's. World-class stars, Kylian Mbappe, etc. Um, they've actually had the worst start under the Qatari owners, worst start in 11 years in the league. So not coming into the game with good form. Our obviously first game back at St. James's in the Champions League for many, many years. Great excitement building, team playing with a lot of confidence at the moment. I know one or two injury uh, issues, but I think with the atmosphere generated, and uh, the intensity of the lads and the drive is a positive result. You know, I think we can get that win. That will make the nil-nil draw we got in Milan even better result than it was. Because if you can draw away from home and win your home games, that makes it extra special. So a win for the tune. Hard fought by the odd goal. Maybe it's 1-0, 2-1. How are you, the lads? And one more, another blast from the past, the former skipper, Peter Jackson. Hi, stupid Steve. I'm away in Croatia. I've just got your uh, text. Um, and yeah, so I'll uh, summarise, obviously, the, the big match tomorrow. Really looking forward to it. Hopefully I can get a television where I, I can watch the match. But uh, yeah, looking at, looking at the game, I think, obviously, Paris Saint-Germain usually the top of the league every year out there. And I've looked at the tables. I'm in fifth or sixth now, so... Um, it's a great opportunity for Newcastle to play them. I think they're in a bit of a turmoil um, as, as a club. So I think 
as I say, with Eddie Howe and the, the, the form that they picked up, not at the best start, but the form uh, that they're showing them um, at the moment, I think they'll be strong enough to beat uh, Paris Saint-Germain. So I'm predicting, Super Steve, and all you Super Jory people, that Newcastle will win 2-0 from Jacko. Love you all. Cheers, lads. Great to have a few ex-players on. Uh, thanks for sending the messages, lads. And uh, yeah, George, I'm going to come to you. you. You gave your prediction earlier, so just just remind us what your prediction was. Two nil, two nil, two nil. Yeah. Okay, Mitch. Uh, McClarkey, your goal in three or one nil. Have a lead. Uh, one nil, Newcastle. <coughs> one nil, Newcastle. Okay, Kev. Two one. Two one. And stew. Before we prediction, I just want to say this game tomorrow is for everyone who's watched Riviera. <laughs> 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 and Jeff Hendrick. Yeah. And <laughs> Alan, Alan Boom song as well. <laughs> tomorrow it's a, it's a reward. It's a thank you. And it's a this is the band, so please just go and embrace it and enjoy it and watch us win 1-0 and I love it if LaSalle's got the win from a corner and that'll show up all the negative Nellies you talked about earlier Steve if LaSalle scores the winner he'll go down in folklore for us yeah yeah great stuff great show uh, thanks to George Mitch Al Waleed Kevin and Stu Steve, yes, Steve go before, on, George. before you wind up lots of nice things have happened to me on this these channels that I help you with and uh uh, there was another one yesterday when somebody saw the difficulty you had about having a, getting a taxi and offering to help. I'm not going to mention names or numbers, but I do appreciate that. That that really is kind, and I, I can't can't thank you enough. It really really was very nice indeed. Yeah, great stuff. Thanks. Uh, NUFC matters. It really does, and the community is uh, very special. Thanks to the mods. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Uh, uh, tomorrow, it is a pre-record with Ben Jacobs. I'm out and about tomorrow, so uh, we won't have time to do a live. I'm also going to be pre-recording the Supermac and Gibbo show for Thursday. Uh, but Friday, the Three Amigos is back live at 5 o'clock. But enjoy the shows tomorrow. I'll put... Uh, the, uh, the Ben Jacobson one slightly early. It'll be around about five o'clock, so you'll be able to watch it before he's go to the game. But for now, take care. Good night. Good night, everyone.